what a wonderful world. It's time for Conversations with the Mayors, brought to you by Gonzalez Painters and Contractors. Voted Best Painters in the Triangle by Indie Week and featuring a 4.9 star Google rating. Gonzalez Painters and Contractors' commitment to excellence and transformative artistry speaks volumes. Trust the experts to exceed your expectations for your next interior or exterior paint project. Visit fgpainting.com. We are joined now on the phone by Chair of the Orange County Commissioners, James Etta Bedford. James Etta, how you doing this Wednesday afternoon? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. And um, I understand that we had, well, first of all, just uh, some bookkeeping here. Normally, we talk to you the day after the Orange County Commissioners have met. Today, we're meeting the day before the Orange County Commissioners meet. So uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about why that schedule change happened. I have no idea why, but I do like it. It gives me more time. Yeah, is this is this good for you? I was able to finish it up <laughs> yeah. last night, and then when I get your email, I'm like, oh yeah, what what are we talking about tomorrow? <laughs> <Let's> right. <go. laughs> I was. I'm assuming it's because of the uh, the NACO legislative conference that uh, you were telling oh, me before we got be. on the air that Anna Richards yeah. was at. So, um, keeping right. keeping um, all the members Thank of the uh, yeah. yes. So I understand you haven't talked to Commissioner Richards yet, so we don't know any takeaways from the NACO Legislative Conference, but we'll get an update on that next week when we talk to you, I'm sure. In the meantime, that Sounds meeting good. tomorrow seems like it's loaded up with advisory board issues, so tell us a little bit about what you've got going on tomorrow. Sure. Every um, In the spring, this time of year, and then in a few more weeks, um, we will have 10 advisory boards present to us tomorrow night and then 10, you know, in 10 minutes, wrap it up. Tell us what did you do for the whole year and what are you planning to do? And, um, and, and they really do try to do that in 10 minutes by giving us a lot, lots of written material. But, um, I, I think this is, it's a nice group tomorrow night. We have the board of health, uh, DSS board, uh, the department on aging, you know, and they have the whole, um, master aging plan and they'll give us updates. And then the one I'm looking forward to is we merged our nursing home uh, review advisory board and along with the long, uh, it's not long-term care, but it's like that. And um, Adult care folks, home, is that adult it? Adult care, thank yeah. you, adult care. And uh, we really are always have a shortage, but especially during the pandemic when they couldn't visit, what folks do is they get, it's a, it's a commitment. This one is unpaid. They're all almost all unpaid. Um, but it's a real commitment to people, to seniors and people with disabilities who are in those those homes, and they get significant training they can do on their own, and then they do a module with the state um, and have to pass, you know, pass and be accepted and recommended, and then they they meet regularly and they also uh, visit each one of these homes in Orange County, and and they write a report. They're not uh, inspectors. That's different. The state does that at the state level. They're there to just talk with residents. You know, find that they made sure that during the pandemic, oh, that the county we bought an iPad for each one of them, so that residents had had some communications. These are, are very often low wealth um, folks. Although Carol Woods gets a, gets a visit too, if anybody wants it. And you know, th simple things. Sometimes somebody wants. Well, I'd really like this kind of a pad by my bed. I'm afraid of falling. And, and the managers go with them, and, and they just sort of um, check in on people. And it's I think it's really critical. Um, some of these homes, for example, still don't have elevators or some of the uh, ADA compliance 
things that we would want in the event of an emergency. And so, you know, they're advocates too, but they are are representing us with some of our most fragile um, residents in the county. So if anyone, ha- you you almost need to be retired to do this. But my, one of the ladies I know who's a hairdresser, she does it, she fits it in. So, um, you know, if you have a little bit of extra time and you and you want have that spirit of looking after folks, it'd be a good, it, a really good opportunity. And we really need some volunteers. Very important way to donate time for sure. How, if folks wanted to look into to doing that, how would they look into volunteering? Sure. Everybody can just, uh, uh, teammates. Tara May is our deputy clerk at orangecountync.gov, and um, you can just reach out to her, and she will connect you, and if you, you got to fill out an application, that kind of thing, and make sure that um, – and, and for any of the advisory boards, you can and do that. You can go on the website and fill out application on the website as well and learn more about the um, different responsibilities or sometimes – like animal services has different slots. Like they need a veterinarian, and they need somebody who, like – is a breeder or has works in a shop or something related to the commercial aspects, the business aspects, the pet ownership. And they, you know, different boards have different requirements and that's on the website. But Tara will, um, Deputy May will also help anyone who's interested and help find a good fit. I think you can apply for three at a time as well. It's the voice of James Etta Bedford, chair of the Orange County Commissioners. And you can find that information at the county website, orangecountync.gov. Not a whole lot to talk about on this next item on my agenda, but I still wanted to bring it up because it's so consistently in the news right now. That is the Water and Sewer Management Planning and Boundary Agreement, known as Wasamba in these parts. And uh, we've had uh, the, the issue on the line here is that Chapel Hill would like to expand that boundary south along 15501 to the Chatham County line. In order to do that, they have to sign off on it as a town. They have to get Carborough. They have to get Orange County and Owasa and Hillsborough. So the process was initiated by Chapel Hill. Carborough has signed off on it, and um, we now know that Hillsborough signed off on it. So I'm asking where Orange County lands on this uh, in this process. I'm pretty sure, uh, and, and agendas are always fluid. You know, I don't set the agendas, but I happen to... Um, I'm pretty sure it'll be March 7th that it comes before our board uh, because in our at, at our last meeting, which was what, last Thursday, is that Tuesday? I'll look it up here. Um, on the 6th, uh, if folks are interested, there was an information item on that agenda um, delineating the watersheds, you know, the, the University Lake watershed level two versus the um, Jordan Lake Watershed Level 4, I had to correct that to Level 4, and it was had a chart, page 2, that was comparing Orange, comparing Orange County's zoning, density, stormwater controls, that kind of thing, a chart to Chapel Hills, and I didn't understand it at all. So I went over <laughs> and met with, <laughs> and met with the, the Deputy Director of Planning yesterday, and we spent an hour so that, okay, now I, oh, okay, I understand this. Oh, and, and remembering that... Um, uh, little things to point it out, you know, that multifamily is considered high density in Chapel Hill's chart, and therefore this applies, and how things overlap and what priority um, is given to what. And, you know, if you're not a planner, you don't speak, you know, the town councils all do much, much more in planning and development in general than the county does. You know, we get one or two a year. And so they, they have them every meeting, I think. Um, we're much more into the social services, the schools, you know, are half of our operating budget and, and other events. So uh, 
we, um, you know, I, I want to make sure I make an informed decision and know what questions to ask. So, yes, the um, director of planning, I think, and the and um, Judy Jones, I think, from Chapel Hill are going to be presenting with us uh, also, you know, with our planning department so that we have good information. One of the things that uh, I think folks have been a little bit confused about because of the nature of this process is that this whole conversation is just about making it legal to expand that boundary or ex- expand the water and sewer down to the county line would still not actually happen until there was development happening down there, as I understand it. So it's uh, we're, we're a long ways off from any of this stuff happening. We're really just talking about whether or not it's allowed to happen right now. Um, well... I mean, it's not even that that firm, right? If we all sign off, then, right, then the water and sewer could be allowed. Um, And then I believe, you know, it is Chapel Hill's ETJ, so they have planning jurisdiction. And then if a, um, and it's zoned very low density currently. So if uh, somebody wanted to do more development and say put in um, some townhouses or or whatever, they, they would have to go through that process. And I think that gives the town some leverage as to, and again, I know next to nothing about the planning <laughs> of, for Chapel Hill, but it does give them a little leverage about annexation and, um, you know, bonuses. Well, if you do this, then we can bonus you with that uh, as far as height or density. Um, and yet they still have very, uh, the concern has been about stormwater control. And so, um, you know, they, they do have... Um, stricter measures once um the the cement and the things you know that are their impervious services um increase to that 70 percent limit in the jordan lake watershed and i think we identified a little area in the maps that were different um that are actually in the university it's a very small sliver so yeah lots to go over and talk about it's the voice of James Etta Bedford, chair of the Orange County Commissioners, and we'll definitely be circling back on that as we get into March. In the meantime, it is early voting eve today, so I wondered if you wanted to talk a little bit about early voting in Orange County. Yes, I, I, I am so, um, I think it's wonderful, and, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that folks don't, don't wait until Election Day, because I remember one year I was working the polls a few years back, and the water went out, right? And so that meant a few parents with kids were like, oh, my gosh, we don't have any water. I can't leave the kids. You know, they, it, it hindered their coming out to vote. And um, you just never know, you know, what might happen. You could be sick that day. Come and vote early. So um, we have really good convenient sites, Carborough Town Hall, you know, in the back there. Um, if you're up in Hillsborough, you can go to Orange Works, right next door to DSS. Chapel Hill Library, I mean, that's great. You combine your tasks. Chapel of the Cross, really good for students and employees with, at UNC. Folks downtown can walk. Remember this, the Seymour um, Center, also really easy parking, convenient. Remember, anybody who's disabled, you can pull up, push the buzzer, and if you can't quite reach it, just call out. Any of those poll greeters will, will come push a button for you. And then they step back. They have to remain a distance away. And then um, out in the county, Eflin Cheeks Community Center is new, so people need to be checking that. And so 8 to 7.30, um, Thursday and Friday and Saturday is 8 to 3. We're not, no Sunday this time. The chart is on the Orange County website. Just type in early voting and it'll come up. 
we're speaking bring with. Bring a photo ID. Yeah, bring no, a photo absolutely ID. Absolutely got to get that one in. Uh, photo ID required. Last election was the first time that was required, I believe. And now we're, uh, that's that's the norm as of now. We're visiting with James Etta Bedford from the Orange County Commissioners. We're just about out of time. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Um, I think folks, uh, a little advance notice that we have our Polly Murray Awards, which is usually a, a nice program as well as awards, coming up Sunday the 25th at 3 o'clock, and that'll be in Hillsborough at the Witted Building, and um, everyone's invited. And, you, and the other beautiful thing about early voting is you can register to vote on the same day, that same-day registration. If you're doing that, if you've changed or removed your address, you know, bring something, whether it's a... Um, an electric bill, a utility bill, a lease, just something that supports that you do live at that new residence. Um, so you can you know, register the same day. That's pretty good. If you don't have a photo ID, you can get a free one up at the Orange County Board of Elections office weekdays in Hillsborough as well. James Zetta, I appreciate you taking the time on this Wednesday afternoon, and I look forward to talking again next week. Great. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Take care. Bye.